You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Theme song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Adam is here. Love me! Boy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. And you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Ooh, welcome, everybody, to the rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me, Sal's here. What's up, Troy? How we doing, baby? I'm doing good, man. Good. I'm doing just great. What, if I may ask, have you ingested or smoked today? <laughs> uh, just a little bit of um, OG Deadhead. Probably around six, six thirty, so I'm not even hanging up. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Smoke weed every day. All right, Ed. <laughs> Joining us as well, Adam's here. What's up, Eddie? Sal, so were you trying to say that like a DJ Airhorn? Nope. <laughs> what is up, Troy? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. So on Slasher Sanitarium now you're doing the Netflix Resident Evil series. Yes. Why is it that every time I hear Lance Reddick's name, I think it's a baseball player? Uh, I don't know. It just for some reason that name sounds like a baseball player. Is there a baseball player? I know there's a. I know is there... Josh Reddick? Is that a person? There's Josh Reddick and there's Lance Berkman. Okay. And, and, and they fucked and created a great actor. There you go. So there's also J.J. Reddick in basketball, so I can understand. I don't watch basketball. He doesn't watch basketball. Well. Okay. Well, Josh Reddick doesn't even play anymore, right? Neither does Lance Burton. Oh, I guess. But they did play around the same period of time. Oh. But did they ever play against each other? Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Yes, when they were fucking to create Lance Reddick. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a uh, modern medical miracle that two white guys created a black child, or that two guys created a child in the first place, but that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to use that for the next episode whenever I get around to actually uh, getting off my lazy ass and doing it. Oh. So, I think, this week, 
We don't have any, like, monumental groundbreaking news to talk about. <laughs> As, uh, we don't. No, but we do have uh, some some shows to talk about. Uh, fuck SmackDown, because nothing happened in there and no, nobody gives a shit. It would, also, it would also be a medical miracle because Josh Reddick is 35, Lance Berkman is 46, and Lance Reddick is 59. <laughs> so, oh. Anyway. So you think... Oh, so you think it's more along the lines of, like, Lance Reddick and, uh, Josh, whatever his fucking name is, whatever, no, Josh Reddick and Lance Berkman maybe do a fusion dance, and they they form into big black man Lance Reddick? <laughs> there it is. Uh, Troy, remember how you were having issues with your car a while ago? You'd have to be a lot more specific than that. That happens <laughs> on the reg. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, for the second time in three weeks, my car battery's dead. And it's a fucking hybrid. So if I want a new battery, it's going to cost me almost $300. Oh, fun. Yeah. And, just throw, just throw um, the car out and start over. You know, <laughs> there's a part of me that would absolutely do that if I could. Actually, there's nothing. There's been nothing wrong with the car. To be fair, this has been one of my easiest uh, cars that I've owned, like as far as problems with it and stuff. But this one's a little bit annoying because I don't have three hundred dollars right this minute to fix the car. I have ten thousand of the bills I have to pay this month. Ten thousand is an exaggeration, but I have a lot of bills coming oh, up in really? August. Um, because current, like we do the car insurance where you pay for like ten months out of the year. So like in June and July, I don't have to pay car insurance, but that's starting back up again in August. Is that a th- along with everything else? So is that a thing? What? That you only pay car insurance for ten months? Yeah, it's the like the plan that is offered to us. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Whatever. No. No idea. <laughs> I love it. I heard Geico, people of Geico, they only pay for six months and then they like they have to renew it like every six months. Oh, it's weird. I don't have Geico. I have safety. So, I wouldn't know. So you pay for six months of it and then you have to renew it every six months? So a normal yeah. plan. <laughs> no, normal saying. plans a year. No, it's not. No, my my Allstate plan is every six months. Technically, it's like it it is like okay until you cancel, but it's like they mm-hmm. they they every six months they like reevaluate it and adjust it for the next six months kind of thing. Gotcha. This has been the lamest conversation we've had so far, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Welcome to car insurance, Doc. Uh, insurance is a scam anyways. Of course it is. But in this state, you have to have it. Every state, you have to have it now. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Okay. I'm pretty sure you got to have it in every state now. This Not is the New latest Hampshire. conversation we've ever had. <laughs> yes. ever had. Let's keep talking about it. Hey, uh, uh, little Johnny, what was your favorite episode of the rundown? I like the episode where they talked about insurance a long time. Wow. <laughs> little Johnny listening to the rundown. I like it when they talk about dicks. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> so a couple a couple of weeks ago, I forgot to bring this up last week. Uh, I finally got around. I, I I bit the bullet and I ordered uh, Unmatched Series Three from Ringside because that's the Dark Order one. And I wanted to make sure that I got the whole Dark Order set. Um, and I finally got around to opening it up like a week and a half ago. Mm. <laughs> After it came like three months ago. Anyway, they in in set that they sent me, the Anna J that they sent me was a Chase Anna J. So now I have to try and find a regular Anna J in a store somewhere. What's what's Because I'm not going to open the Chase because it's the Chase. What is, what, I'm not a collector. I don't know. What, is, what does that mean, Chase? It's like a one of 500. What's different about it? So it's like a, I think it's a different outfit. Oh, like this one has a yeast infection and the other one doesn't kind of thing? Or is it like a... No, all the other ones have yeast infections. This one has cream. I see. Awesome. Okay, well... Uh, put it with the gentle boy, it just starts scratching. Well, enough, added, enough about Anna Jay's yeast infection. Uh, <laughs> so... Another great episode of Westworld. I know Sal is nice. particularly interested in that. I watched the movie X. It is a Thai West horror movie. I have heard quite a few people say that it was good. I did not like it. Um, and it wasn't for... <laughs> So first of all, it's listed as a horror comedy. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but apparently Ty West thinks that like big black dicks are funny and old people fucking are funny. I don't find that Wait, funny. Wait, what's this movie called? X. X. <laughs> well, it's a... Uh, uh, I mean, you can read the IMDb listing or whatever, but it's, a, it's set in the 70s and it's a... a group of people that are find, are going to a like farm in Texas to film a porno. So it's like, okay, the premise of it makes you think that it's going to be funny. And like, there's plenty of tits in it, which are great. Um, but then there's some tits that are not so great. The main character in it, uh, Mia Goff, uh, who is in like Nymphomaniac and Shorter Pussy and that and stuff like that. Um, she, for whatever reason, plays a dual role of a like young porn actress and an incredibly old chick. And it is, and spoiler alert for the movie, so turn it off right now if you're not want to listen about it. There's no reason that she is playing that role as well. It's not like a oh she like that person suddenly starts becoming younger. Like it's literally they this like slapped old people makeup on them, and then you're watching and you're just like this is kind of for a reason right they wouldn't just like slat like spend that much fucking time putting old people makeup on her for her to not like have any no no they they, that's what they did they wasted money on putting old people it was just it just wasn't very good uh kid cuddy is in it he's a he's a rapper he's he's the the big black man who hangs dong uh i don't think it's his dong because it's like a shadow but you can see like a shadow dong (laughs) <laughs> which is my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah um, much like 
me and Kevin Smith have a difference of appearance uh, of opinion on what horror is. Me and Ty West have a difference of opinion of what comedy is, uh, because that was not funny. Like it was, it, it had some good kills to it. Um, it had some good gore to it, but then it had two old people. Well, sorry, two young people in old people makeup fucking. And that was supposed to be apparently funny, which it wasn't. It was just kind of gross. Not, yeah, it sounds gross. Yeah. Again, I have I have nothing I I have nothing against old people fucking. I know people I know they do. I know that there's like an S T D problem in retirement homes and stuff like that. No no the, the villages. What's that? The villages. Yeah. The community down in Florida that's the S T D capital yeah, of the world. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, my issue was is the fact that the makeup they put on them intentionally made them as like grotesquely old, like liver spots all over, like saggy fucking tits. Ew. Like wow. yes, they like he thought this was hilarious, and I'm just like this isn't funny. <laughs> so it wasn't very good. I didn't like it. Uh, neither did my wife. She was like, "What the fuck did you make me watch?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry. People have told me it was good." <laughs> you like that? If it's bad, you instantly get blamed. Yeah. Oh well, I, I was the one who who suggested it because we were watching Animal Kingdom, and I was like, "Hey, I got a free Redbox rental, uh, free digital rental." So, yeah, like, uh, do, do, we, should, we should watch this. I've heard some good things about it. And then, like, I I listened to a podcast on it today because obviously I watched it this weekend, and they were like, "This is really good," and I'm like, "No, it's not. What is wrong with you people?" <laughs> um, yes, Astro. They how high were you? I wasn't, which probably was the issue. And yes, Astro, I do know what Yu-Gi-Oh was. I watched it when I was growing up. <laughs> How? Uh, I, I I guarantee you, Astro thinks I'm talking about like Yu-Gi-Oh GX or something like that instead of like the original Yu-Gi-Oh. But yes, the original Yu-Gi-Oh came out in 1996 when I was 12, so I did know I was collecting Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Asshole. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> so what's been going on with you? Uh, like I said, my car sucks. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, uh, trying to think if I watched anything worth talking. Well, I watched *Inglorious Bastards*, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. I think it's very well written. Mm-hmm. Always a good movie. And uh, one of Tarantino's best. Um. That's the movie that made me realize I don't like Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh, no. Why? I just didn't enjoy it. Didn't like it. Oh. It's because it had Hitler in it, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it has Hitler in it, and, and well, spoiler alert for a 10 year old movie, uh, gets fucking obliterated. No, you didn't. You, yes. What, uh, could you, can you pinpoint what you dislike about him? Oh, I don't remember at this point. It was so long ago that I watched it. No, I mean, like, not enjoying it at all. Well, you you said like you hate Tarantino movies. So have you like seen other ones since that that you didn't enjoy, or have you just like decided not to watch it at all? No, it might have just been that one. Okay. Which like, uh, you know, sometimes it happens. Like, I, I'm a big Tarantino fan, but uh, Jackie Brown, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, I think, is a little overrated. Not that it's a bad movie, just that like everyone remembers the ear cutting scene and ev- nobody else remembers the fact that like that movie's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, they just sit in a room and like yeah. <laughs> for a long time for a long time, and you're just like, is, is something gonna happen here? But Kill Bill, 
I thought it was a, it was great. Um, his newest one, The Hateful Eight, I like. I have not seen that. I liked it, but I'm not sure that I needed to hear the N word 87 times in a movie. Uh, did it, you watch Django Unchained? I did. <laughs> I did. But here's the thing with that: it made sense for that one. Yes, because they're in that time. They're period. in that time period, and it's 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 all about slaves. So it's like. You know, right. and Leonardo DiCaprio did a great job of that. But in like Hateful Eight, it's like, yes, they do. They have Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Do they need to say it so many fucking times to him? Probably not, because it's not. not really about that. So that one was a little bit. I'm like, I was like, I I get it that this is a guy concerned, you know, who himself has said the N word in his own movie. But like, I you kind of feel like after a while of of writing it that many times because he handwrites all of his scripts of writing that word so many times in his <laughs> scripts that it would just like are you just desensitized to it like <laughs> yeah I just thought like for a second when did he use that and then I went oh yep. <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. which by the way okay to me I think he's at his best when he's ultimately telling a story from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction was great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I love Kill Bill, I love Django, and I love uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Like you said, Reservoir Dogs is a little... Eh. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I'll probably change the channel if I see it on TV. Um, and then what else? Uh, he was in Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Which is a great and terrible movie all at the same time. Oh, I, I love that movie. I love that movie, but it, it but see that's the thing is, um, it's in, it's intentionally made that way. You know, like it's it's right. supposed to be a, a schlocky B horror movie or something like that. And he's he's right. in it because he helped write it with Richard uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert, yeah. And he specifically said, "I want to suck Selma Hayek's toes." And so that scene exists in there. But that's a great movie. Um, but he also did uh, Death Proof, which I thought was a great movie. Oh, half, Death half Proof a movie. Really yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. But I also am a big Kurt Russell fan, though. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> we've been. Where's this conversation going? We've been we've been slowly watching uh, Obi Wan. Fingers on the beep. Okay. <laughs> we only watched the first the first couple episodes so far. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I am desperately want, wishing for for a Mace Windu uh, cameo, just so so Samuel Jackson can say motherfucker in a Star Wars series. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I would love nothing more than it was if if he just fucking showed up and like they had, and he just goes like, "Hey, Darth Obi Wan, you motherfucker, <laughs> you motherfucker, Darth <laughs> Vader, eat a dick." <laughs> Like that would be, that would be just great. I feel like, and obviously it's PG thirteen for a reason. But I feel like in Marvel he's come close to dropping an M heifer. He like, he did. They did like the joke kind of cutaway. Yeah, the joke cutaway. Yeah, exactly. where he's like mother, and it you know cuts. But <laughs> that's a that's the funny thing though is like he has he has discussed the fact that like he's like. He's made jokes about the fact that, like, yeah, I know I say motherfucker a lot or whatever like that. And he's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be known for that or whatever like that. But then sometimes it'll be like, oh, Jonah Hill has the record for most 
uh, swearing in a movie, and he's like, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I also like I also I don't I, I I this may be apocryphal and not completely true but I also like that Mace Window has a purple lightsaber because Samuel L. Jackson was like fuck you I want a purple one right yeah exactly which is great and he had that power um, I don't know I don't know if anyone watched the movie Spiral uh, him and Chris Rock it's a, a like a jigsaw movie like Saw yep. and somebody asked Chris Rock like how did you, how did you manage to get Samuel Jackson in like a horror movie he's like I paid him <laughs> <laughs> you give that man a check and he'll show up <laughs> it's great uh, Asher also hated Django or uh, wait what did Astro hate Django really well see I, I understand because for some people it, it is difficult to watch that there's a lot of like uh abuse in that and like uh, you know it's it's a, a movie that is is pretty like open with the fact of uh, you know that like slavery and and abuse and whipping goose of it so i get it that's hard for some people to watch totally understand that um totally understand too why you would you why why people would hate quentin tarantino movies because he essentially created his own world where he's like okay uh Hitler died in our world by the Inglorious Bastards. So every movie after that, that's why there's like weird and astro- anachronistic things in it, where it's like, right. oh yeah, Django has dynamite, but it hasn't been invented yet. Well, in my world, it did because Hitler was, I guess, like holding the them back on figuring that, some, you know, those kinds of things. So he's like, so there are people that will like look at that kind of shit and be like, ah, like why the fuck is you know he's wearing like sunglasses and you're like they didn't have sunglasses in the 18 you know things like that so okay, i get that but like artist interpretation doesn't have to be 100 percent historically accurate for me to enjoy well like a, well like i said he intentionally has said like it's not historically accurate because it's not actual history like it's it's this own mm-hmm. world that happened where this shit took place and like some of the some of his movies are like these are the movies that my characters watch in my universe, you know? Mm. So it's like Kill Bill is a movie that, like, you know, Butch would watch from fucking, you know, that kind of thing, so. But, uh, we got a lot to talk about for us. A rest. movie within a movie. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, Which is, another, you know, just because just that reminds me, I love the movie Inception. Mm-hmm. I think they did such a fucking good job with that. Yeah. And um, that's another DiCaprio movie where he's fucking great. He's so fucking great in that movie. Yeah, I mean, DiCaprio became that guy where, like, when he was a younger actor, I fucking hated him because he was, like, teen, <laughs> teen heartthrob and he wasn't very good. Yep. And then he... Like, once eating Gilbert Grape, like, yeah. Timeline and Titanic. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but then he he actually, like, realizes, like, no, fuck this. Like, I want to be an actual actor. And he, like, learned how to be an actual actor, and he's now in a bunch of movies that are really fucking good. Uh, Robert Pattinson's that same way, where he was doing the Twilight movies, and he's like, this shit is just so I can get fucking paid the rest of my life. He's like, I'm gonna do real movies and be a real actor after this. And he has been. He's been really fucking good. But yeah, um, also, like, that that whole fucking cast is amazing. I mean, uh, Cillian Murphy, I would suck that guy's fucking dick in a second. Um... <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's an amazing ac- actor. Um, Tom Hardy, fucking love him. Tom Hardy, yeah. Uh, 
Elliot Page. Great job on okay. that too. Yeah, it's it's those are good fucking movies. Christopher Nolan makes good fucking movies, man. Yes, um, and I'm not familiar with enough of them, but I I know that like obviously Dark Knight, in in Inception, and I thought there's so many more, but I can't even think of a Tenet, which yeah, which was in the yeah. Memento. Memento, yep. Another, f- which is hard enough for me to say. Another, as well as another fucked up movie that was great. Fucked up movie. I watched that. I watched that. I think Sean and I watched that in college, and both of us were just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Nice. Uh, but no, I watched. I had to watch uh, "What's Eating Gilbert Grape" in my uh, senior high school film studies class, mm-hmm. and I got <laughs> I got points off on my because uh, we used to watch them write jur- write little. Uh, journals or whatever you want to call it about our reactions to the movies we were watching on our register and I got I got points off because I wrote uh, Leonardo DiCrapio funny. here let me uh, uh, let me let me help you sir okay uh, Memento Batman Begins yeah. The Prestige Inception <laughs> The Prestige was a good movie Man of Steel Interstellar Dunkirk Tenet and right now he's got Oppenheimer coming out and apparently a a reboot of Momentum. Momentum. Great. That's what I, people want to fucking watch. It's only been 22 years you're really doing a fucking remake of that movie. Is it a sequel? Is it a remake? No, no, no. It's not. It's a, complete it's a, it's a complete remake of the 2000 film Memento about a man suffering from short-term memory loss. And it doesn't have anything on it yet, but only that, like, Christopher Nolan is... Not the writer on it, but of course it's based on his screenplay. So okay. <clears throat> this time, instead of post-it notes, he uses the memo app on his phone. <laughs> Joke. Except he can't remember the password to his phone. Right. But he finds out at the end it's Teddy. Uh, so <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Astro says they're not really big on movies. Don't get me started on fucking Christmas movies. I would watch a movie about fucking on Christmas, but um, no, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Christmas movies either. Unless you're talking of like uh, Jurassic World, <laughs> which is technically a, I I like the ones that are technically Christmas movies that really aren't like about Christmas but take place on Christmas, like Jurassic World, where it's like okay, there this takes place at Christmas because there's a tree and stuff like that, but they don't ever mention the fact that it's Christmas. Those are the movies that I like. <laughs> but I will watch like you uh, kind of say Home Alone's in that category too. Yeah, Home Alone. Um, I mean, I like you know National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> they list Elf, which I, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> uh, Christmas Carol. I'll watch Elf because my girl yeah. loves so. Which version of a Christmas Carol? Yeah, oh God. The, so there is only because one that's good. Because the Muppet Christmas Carol is fucking amazing. Yes. It is pretty good. Yeah, all all the rest of them can suck a dick. Um, Scrooge is good, though. That's that's another good one that's based on a Christmas Carol. Polar Express is fucking weird. Christmas, uh, mm. They say Christmas Vacation is garbage. Uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol is great because of, because of fucking... Because uh, of Michael Caine. Because of Michael Caine. Yes, and the the thing that's that sold me on that movie was the fact that he told the the creators of it, "I'm going to play this as if I'm playing against real actors." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he never references the fact that it's, he's all Muppets around it's him. My, 
it's Michael Caine in a room full of socks. Yep. And he's just acting his ass off, and it's fucking nice. And he's acting as if those are real people. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I list, listed the movies and didn't follow up. Elf. I guess I did. Elf sucks. Uh, I I hate Zoe Deschanel. Will Ferrell is overrated. Why? Because one, she's almost the same character in every fucking movie. Two, she's a vapid cunt. Three, she's a terrible actress. Four, I hate her. Uh, Will Ferrell. Was she in Bones or was that her? That's sister? her sister. Okay. Who also could probably get <laughs> fucked. Um, so you said a Christmas Carol. I don't know which one you're referring to, but I'm going to assume it's not a Muppet Christmas Carol. But all the rest of the Christmas Carol movies are garbage. That story was fucking garbage. But Scrooge is funny. Polar Express, I never watched and never intend to because it's weird fucking Uncanny Valley bullshit where everyone's got dead eyes. Um, <laughs> not even not even Tom Hanks can make me watch that movie. No. Um, uh, a Christmas Story, fucking garbage. I hate that shit. I'd never want to fucking watch that shit again. I never want to hear anyone the reference Christmas that fucking story. That's the stupid <laughs> one with one? Ralphie and the fucking... Okay. Yeah. So, I don't understand why people love that movie. I, I watched it either. once, thought it was terrible. It's fucking garbage. And didn't laugh and didn't think it was good at all. Like, and people like talk about that movie like it's the best Christmas movie of all time, and I'm like, why? It's fucking dumb. Like, in my opinion, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, Astro, you listed those movies because they can burn in hell. Oh, well, we got that. <laughs> and yeah, so Christmas Story does, it does have zero fucking plots. It doesn't have zero fucking plots. It's got 30 fucking plots, and none of them go anywhere. And it's just random fucking things thrown together. And it's a garbage movie. And I don't think... I I can sit there in that entire movie and not fucking even twitch my fucking lip for a laugh. Because it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's boring as fuck. You know what, though? All of these movies are significantly better than the... B movie, B Christmas movies, like Santa with muscles with with Goldberg. I will watch the shit out of out of like garbage movies that are that like that because at least there's something. But yeah, yeah. it is a it is a Christmas tradition to watch um, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. There you go. Be- uh, because it's a great episode. Uh, but also, that's the first episode of MST3K I ever watched. Oh, there you go. I'm nice. not gonna lie, we we do the tradition of watching uh, Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation, and still funny to me, damn it. <laughs> we, um, I mean, I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas like throughout the year, so that's that's not really like a right. tradition. <laughs> sure. Same. But same. The the tradition that we have is. That on Halloween we watch Trick or Treat, uh, which is a phenomenal movie. We have we have Halloween traditions. We don't have uh, have Christmas traditions really, because fuck that. Halloween is a far superior holiday. I agree. <laughs> All right, we have a shitload of shit to talk about, um, so let's go ahead and get into SummerSlam, because obviously that's going to be the big talk of the town here. I'm just enjoying Astro snarking at us in chat. Oh, uh, happy August, everyone! Uh, yep. Insurance and Christmas movies. That's right. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> see, if if you want to skip to like 30 minutes into this episode, I don't blame you. Yeah. 
Put a note in the episode description. Yeah. <laughs> the real talk starts here. You can skip all this other boring bullshit. A special shout-out to everybody who participated in our predictions poll. Uh, Adam the Name Slapper. What is that referring to? I think uh, last. I think last uh, last week you said slap your name into the oh gotcha the box on the thing. gotcha. I enjoy the fact that Emily's knee is now judging you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little skull just staring at you. It really is. <laughs> uh, David K. Myself. Uh, in your house, Revenge of Dicko Loco. Sal will be high when this is read on the results show. Apparently not. Jason, Yete, yes. Gads Juggalo, Remo, Lisa, Professor Bruno Tomas, and fuck you, Tony Khan, Jackson, Adrenaline in My Soul, Slap My Dick, I'm Cody Rhodes, and... There we go, that fits. And... Much better. <clears throat> apparently stealing <laughs> Bruno's gimmick, Tony Storm recently t- turned down a $500,000 advertising deal with LaCroix for her for a new flavor. When asked why she turned down such a lucrative deal, Tony replied, stating, the only thing I'm thirsty for is fetus roads. So, thank nice. you. <laughs> thank you to all of those uh, individuals. So, let's get into it. First, let's start off with this. Spoiler alert for the show. Not a single title changed hands. Can either of you tell me the last time SummerSlam had an event where zero titles changed hands on the main show. I will give you each one guess. 2017. No. Uh, I have no idea, so I'm just going to say 1998. Uh... So 2012 was the last time. Now, there was a title change that happened on the pre-show, the U.S. title. Uh, But yeah, it has been 10 years of at least one title changing hands on a SummerSlam up until this most recent one, which I was kind of shocked by. Um, Now, some people weren't as shocked by it because a lot of people did really good in the predictions, but here we go. The show started off with Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch. And everybody except for Sal, Cody, and Yate got a point, as they all chose Becky Lynch. In the match itself, Becky Lynch did in fact suffer a separated shoulder. And of course I still need to watch this match. Fair enough. And I didn't watch this match. I didn't go back. I got the subject. Of course there was a, there was a picture of Becky Lynch's severely suffered separated shoulder going around on the internet, and only when that was posted did we get our wrestling journalists going, Becky Lynch suffered a separated shoulder. <laughs> I will say, they what what happens after this match... It's a gnarly picture. Yeah. What happens after this match should be all you need to know about the wrestling journalists on what... on, on the shit that they actually know and how much they just fucking bullshit and make up. But we'll, we'll get Before into that. Before we get into yeah. the after of this match, um, I know Adam didn't watch it, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Probably the best match these two have had. Um, Becky said on Raw that she separated her shoulder early in the match. Yeah. God, I can't believe that, because she was... She didn't look like she missed a beat. But, um... 
I also really like Becky's outfit because it, it reminded me of Thundercats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, th- I think this was uh, the best match these two have had. For sure, yeah. Um, really good match. If this hasn't cemented Bianca Belair as a main focus of the women's division, I don't know what will. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Becky gave her everything that she needed to put her over. And yeah, it, it's very clear that Bianca is a star. So... After the match, we got a little ding dong hello as <laughs> Bailey returned. Bailey looking just a little thicker and uh, sporting <laughs> some uh, some Lita pants. And uh, she comes out and is you know does her her kind of shtick of like hey well, remember me kind of thing, which I didn't realize that it had been over a year since she's been gone. Like, that's yeah, insane she was supposed to be Bianca's opponent at last year's SummerSlam. Nice. And uh, so she comes out, and based on Bianca's reaction, I feel like she knew Bailey was coming out. She didn't know what else was coming. Because suddenly Dakota Kai's music hits. And she comes walking out, and you can see on Bianca's face, she's like, "Oh, oh, what?" <laughs> which I think, <laughs> which I think a lot of us were going, "Um, I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> because well, because we were told Dakota Kai had been released. In fact, Corey Graves even said on commentary, "I don't think this woman is under contract." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, again, like I said, I I, I know I'm kind of harping on on the, the quote-unquote journalists, but not a single one of these assholes knew that Dakota Kai was under contract anymore. Like, the the fact that... Because they don't know shit. Because they don't have... Because they don't have anybody in WWE anymore. And Triple H knows the people who would talk to the dirt sheets. And you got you you figure that it's like, yeah, so I'm gonna, we're going to sign her, but we're not going to tell Michael Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> and... In, in case you were wondering if, like, this was like a, a only he talked to her. No, no. They had a t-shirt up for her, which their WWE shop is not run by WWE anymore. It's run by fan, fanatics. So that means that they alerted fanatics, hey, we've got these two people coming. We need you to make shirts for them. And still, nobody was able to leak this information. <laughs> so... After Dakota Kai starts coming out, now with a, a half-white hair, which I liked, out comes Io Shirai, with the new name of Io Sky. Kind of, because her Titantron still said Io Shirai. Her Titantron said Io Shirai, uh, then it changed to Io Sky. Just on Raw. I don't think they did that on SummerSlam. I think they did, and and they've done they did that with obviously like Hideo Itami and Finn Balor. Yep, Finn, yep. Finn Balor. But yeah, so out comes Io Sky, and Bailey of course is great. Was like, you think I was coming alone? <laughs> Which I loved. Uh, the three of them hit the ring, face off with uh, um, with Bianca. Becky comes back in the ring to kind of have her back and is cementing the fact that she turned face 
yep. and and the three newbies back down as like a not not as scared, just of like a it's not worth it right now. Right. So uh, incredibly happy for Dakota Kai coming back. Uh, could have sworn that we heard Eo Sky, who was one foot out the door, heading back to Japan. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, about that. Eo, Eo, particularly. Um, we'll never know if when Vince was in charge, he had made it clear to the people around him that he had no plans for her. We don't know if things changed when Triple H showed up. Sure. But this is, again, the dipshit who hedged his bets and said, oh, she returns, she returns. If not, she's gone. Well, yeah, no shit, dumb duck. <laughs> like, she's either gone or she stays. Those are the two options, and you have said that both are a possibility. Of course. Did you just say no shit, dumb duck? <laughs> yeah, I meant to say dumb dick, but apparently I <laughs> autocorrected my, my brain, so... <laughs> I'm, over here, I'm just picturing Michael PSA is calling up Dave Meltzer and being like, Wait! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, this was, this was Triple H's first uh, big pay-per-view. Sorry. Premium live event. Uh, premium slice of pie. So, uh, yes, I understand that, like, things things definitely could have been a bit different and, and you know, all that. But, uh, yeah. Either way, we had heard afterwards that like Becky turning face was uh, definitely something that Vince refused to let happen. Like he wanted to keep her a heel, and Triple H was like, "No, fuck that! Like she's much better as a face, which she is. She is much better as a face." That was a very smart move because the crowd instantly received her back, mm-hmm. and and whether she got her shoulder injured or not, they would have received her back. Like, they love Becky. Right. They never stopped loving Becky. Why would you turn her again? Yeah. Well, and once once she returns from injury in a couple of months, like, yeah, you, she was going to get cheered. So this way you send her off as a face, and she can return as a face. So uh, we'll have more on... And if we... If, if we I was going to say, if we want to jump ahead, that just, just for this, the, the promo segment that opened Raw was great. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't really gotten an, an official word on it, but it sounds like Bailey's faction is called Control. They've been using that uh, as kind of like their tagline and things, and they've been using it online and stuff like that. Um, if it's not the name of the faction, it's definitely like their like slogan, I guess. Slogan, you know? so. yeah. But we'll see. But I was happy for that. I was like, fuck yes, I return to factions. It must be Triple H's time. Because <laughs> <that's, laughs> I, I loves me some factions, and Vince apparently doesn't like them. <laughs> or didn't, you know, for whatever reason. Even though, like, that's what made him a lot of money was the DX faction and the fucking ministry and shit like that. But since then, it's been like, okay, you, you, can, you can do three person faction for a little bit, like the Shield. <laughs> but uh, but then we're gonna have to See, split everybody off. This is a lot. Um, this is a smarter way to present new people in a faction, as opposed to like retribution, where they're essentially just lackeys. The way they did it with Bailey's new group is like I'm returning, but I'm bringing these two with right. me to kick some ass. Yeah. And these two are the, as she said on Raw, the best. I went out and got the best in the world. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that she said that because it instantly puts them all. Yeah. CM Punk and Shane McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and obviously, you know, we talked about the fact that Vince is in the ear anymore of the commentators. So, and they're allowed to talk about the fact, and they, oh. and they. I was gonna, I was gonna wait till because the, the, the much thing the commentators earlier. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, the 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 immediate changes. They're allowed to name the referees again. Yep. They, they, which I appreciate. Yep. You had that. You had the fact they said that Dakota Kai has won championships around the world. It's like other other uh, wrestling exists. <laughs> huh? Yeah. The possible possible line of the night was was Corey Graves telling Michael Cole, "I liked it better when you didn't have opinions." On yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've definitely been playing it up, and yeah, it's like you have some of the best commentators in the world. Just let them do their job, you know. Yeah. And that, and that's exactly what we saw. And you have some of the some of the best minds in wrestling out there, you know, cutting promos stuff like that. Just let them cut their promos. And you could definitely tell on Raw, and we'll talk about it obviously, the change in that about it. it's like clearly they're allowing people to talk a little bit more. And I I for one enjoy it when a wrestling promo has like a little bit of a a stumbling to it or you know where it sounds more natural you know right i enjoy like that that was one of the things like uh james dean was one of the ones who originated that where it's like he sat there and said like people don't talk in perfect fucking sentences and like perfectly right. like they'll stumble through their words sometimes and, and you know or they'll talk over each other and i love anything now that incorporates that and wrestling included like the the miz had a little bit of a promo where he stumbled a little bit and just kind of fucking recovered and he didn't try to say the same thing it wasn't you know like he just kind of decided to go past it you know speaking of the miz logan paul defeats the miz in our second match everybody except for cody got a point for this one and of course, this spawned even more memes of Logan Paul is better in his second match than Dominic Mysterio has been. <laughs> Look, so you can you can dislike Logan Paul the person, and I do. But Logan Paul the wrestling character, I thoroughly enjoy. And the 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 douchebag has put in his time. Like you can tell, he's put in his training. He's put in his time. He seems tailor made for this business. Like the Have you seen have you seen the clip of uh of Triple H on Impulsive? Where he said he didn't know who the fuck he was? <laughs> no, no oh. this is this is I think I think from is it the past couple of days. He's it's it's basically talking about AEW without directly talking about AEW. Um he mentioned he makes mention of how you know how, how quickly Logan Paul picked this up and how how he's athletically gifted and says, you know, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of people who are athletically gifted who who are not nearly who, who are not nearly as good as, as as you are and talking about how you can go in there and you can do the fucking moves, mm-hmm. but if you can't tell a story, nobody gives a right. shit. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we teach about, anybody the moves. <laughs> I'm talking about how how. Much how, how how impressed he was basically with Logan Paul's ability to also tell the story, yeah. like how quickly he's picked up wrestling, but also the ability to tell the story in the ring. For sure, I think. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that, and I as as coming across as kind of a a, a vague uh, shot at AEW and their fucking dancey dance bullshit that I can't stand. Well, and that's always been my issue too. 
is uh, and that's been part of my my big issue with AEW is the fact that I am a more of a match psychology kind of guy. I am more of a tell a story in the ring kind of guy. It's why I enjoy Japanese wrestling because they understand that they're watched by people who don't speak the language, so they have to tell the story in the ring, you know. And oftentimes, like you know, watching Stardom, they don't have any commentary, so you you rely on the wrestlers to tell you what's going on, kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, you you have this whole thing with Logan Paul and, and the Miz, and you have like him using some of the Miz's moves because in kayfabe wise, Miz trained him, and you know, but you also still have him doing things like a fucking frog splash. I was, I was just gonna say, holy shit! Yeah, in your second match to be like, yeah, I'll do a frog splash to the outside. Yeah, to the outside. That looked like table. it fucking hurt. I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Fuck, yeah, dude. but but it looked good. Yeah, and uh, it looked great. Yeah. And, I, and I'm pumped to see more of what he can do because now that we know that like hey he's, he has signed on for more matches um, Bad Bunny as we know is like still kind of uh, contracted to them so you know he'll probably be back and he's that same way like is he as impressive as Logan Paul has been no but he he definitely gets it as well and he he definitely yeah. puts his time in too so uh, you know even though he's a pin- they have had they have had an impressive string of bringing in celebrities mm-hmm. who are actually good at yeah. wrestling. It, seem, it seems more like they've turned around and been like, we're not going to reach out to assholes anymore. We're going to have them reach out to us. You know? <laughs> Where it's like, we're not going to do things like trying to put fucking Kid Rock into a match or something like that. No, 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 no. You cut. Let's not. Let's not talk. About well, yeah. Him. Oh no, we will. Yeah. We no, will. but you. We will but you. Get there, you but but no. you sit there and you go. Logan Paul probably reached out to him and said like, "Hey, I think I want to do this." And it's like, "Okay, well, let's see what you can do." So, and yeah, like you said, they they have had a good run of it. It's not Shaq. It's not Snoop Dogg. You know, which is the the. It's not. It's not Jay Leno and Carl Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> Drew Carey things like yeah. It's not that shit anymore. Um, or even still what we continue to have with AEW, where they have been doing that too. The celebrities that they brought in have been people that it's like, you can tell it's cross-promotion on things, and it's just like, yeah, it's people who don't want to fucking be there, or don't care enough but even, about it. Even, even Knoxville at Mania. Yeah. It was fucking great. Yeah, and he's somebody too, I mean, obviously he's more willing to put his fucking life on the line, but he's somebody as well who was willing to come out there, make himself look like a fucking dumbass, and and do the job. And the thing is, Knoxville's one thing, because it was a comedy. Right. Movie. But, to Logan Paul's credit, he looks the part, mm-hmm. he can sell, he can tell a story in the ring, and he, he can move. He can move in those ropes a lot quicker than I thought he would be able to. He's got he's got the physique for it. He looks like a professional mm-hmm. wrestler when he's in there. He doesn't look like a so he doesn't look like John Stewart going in there and fucking hitting someone with a chair and things like you know, like he looks like if you if you didn't know him like Triple H didn't know him before he came in there. If you didn't know who the fuck he was, you'd be like, oh, this guy's been wrestling for a while, right? And that's yeah, and that's he important. Looks like a, like a... He looks like a professor. I was gonna say it looks like a prodigy. It, lo- it looks like a guy who came out of wrestling school, mm-hmm. young guy looking to make his name. So if you had no idea who he was, just totally believe. Yeah, him. just keep his douchebag brother out of here. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else to say about that match? 
Uh, it was fine. Like I said, the frog splash of the table looked vish. Um, and I... Did you really just abbreviate the word vicious? It's yeah, too much to say, man. I, look, I have three daughters, and that I don't word care. is used a lot in this house, so it is what it is, man. Let it You're be. You're almost 40. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I'm a man. I don't I'm 40. Anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pass judgment I'm anybody. 40. Okay? 40 I'm not that type of a guy. I live and let live, all right? All right, Paul McCartney, relax. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the the other thing about this is Champa and Marie came out with with Miz, and Champa seems to be successfully uh, gathering all the heat that Miz is getting, which is perfect, and it bleeds into Raw. And we'll talk about that later. But um, I enjoyed seeing Champa out there at SummerSlam, even though he was he wasn't in a match. You know, I thought it was a great like. Dude, you're at SummerSlam. You're in front of a stadium full of people. Like, how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. I just uh, yes. I was just speaking of the stadium. Why? I, I understand why they're doing these stadium shows because they're big. SummerSlam is a big event. It's the biggest party of the summer. But why? Why is the only stadium show that gets a fancy entrance WrestleMania? Yeah. Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Here's a screen, walk through it, have fun. Yeah, I agree on that. WrestleMania, build a fucking ship! Yeah, yeah they definitely could have done something more. I, mean, I'm, I miss the days of, like, when they had, like, Backlash and the big fucking things f- yeah, flying the, through the air and shit yeah, like that. The show spe- the, oh, the show-specific sense. Yeah, My yes. Man. Fantastic. Although the last time we did that, AJ Styles almost killed himself, so <laughs> maybe that's why it. Evan Owens. That was only wrestling. Yeah, maybe that's why they don't like to do it for anything but that. Oh man. Oh. Um, yeah. So I know that people love to bring up the fact that like, oh, the why is Champa with Miz or like that, but it's like. There's such a history of getting new guys over by pairing them with veterans that, and like, and even with the Miz, like Daniel Bryan got over because the Miz helped him and like, you know, sparked off that whole thing with the NXT rookie stuff. You know, Alex Riley was starting to get over before uh, people realized like he's not a very good good wrestler, so why should we care? It's like you know, I like the rage Alex Riley in NXT. Yeah, but that was that was farther down the line from that that was that that oh, was that, yeah, yeah that was that wasn't immediately after like you know the whole like the whole point of evolution was to get over randy orton and and batista you know and it worked <laughs> so yep. and right now right now it's working and and obviously we'll talk about it in a little bit with monday but champa is starting to get over where people you know yes people are yep. people aren't supposed to like him but you know he's starting to get over with the people who don't know who the fuck he is Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Lashley beat Theory in like two minutes. Everybody except for Cody and Reba got a point for this one. I liked how they did the finish. Uh, Theory does a springboard into a, into a front roll, and Lashley catches him off of that into a gorilla press, <laughs> and then drops him and locks him in the hurt lock. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice sequence. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
And Bobby Lashley, fucking huge baby face. What? Fucking crowd loved him. <laughs> That's probably the 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 best part about this is the fact that the crowd just like organically got behind him when he was a heel. That they had to turn him face. And yep. he's for a guy that like for years nobody gave a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, great dude. to see that, like, you know, <laughs> even even like older, like him him winning the WWE Championship and things like that. Like, he's he's put in his time and stuff like that. And it's like the guy fucking hasn't aged a second in the past twenty years. But it's like, yeah, for the dude that looks like that, you would expect him to be pushed to the moon. But he actually like uh, he he earned his spot where he is. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Sal, Asher asked how tall you are. I am five foot nine. Five foot nine. Okay. Yes. Uh, short on this podcast. I think I'm like the shortest person. You possibly. you would indeed be the shortest person, but I'm I'm right there with you. I'm six foot, so. Which is short only because of the fact that Grotriant over there and fucking Groot, the Jason. <laughs> What do we say? So I think Jason's like what six foot six, and Adam's six four, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of short guys, the Mysterios. Can we talk about insurance. <laughs> yes. Again? The the Mysterios beat the Judgment Day thanks to a returning uh, PC principal. Adam, Cody, Dicko, and David all get <laughs> a point for that. Oh, son of a bitch! That's good. <laughs> PC principal. <sighs> Holy shit! I didn't even see that until. So, I you know, why didn't they connect the vignettes to his his entrance? You know the whole um, I'm lost in the warehouse, but I'm coming to dot dot dot, and then he showed up and we never talked about the vignettes again. So well, he he came out of the ground. Also, why 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 did the vignette earlier spell tonight T O and then on a new line N I T E? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It was weird. It <clears throat> it felt like it felt like the the weird vignettes were a Vince idea. And triple I was gonna say, and Triple H is like, nah, yeah, if Triple H is yeah, like, we're not gonna even tie that in. We're gonna hold people together. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we're we're just gonna use it to get him back, and now he's back, and we're gonna we're gonna retcon this and fix it. <laughs> it was yeah. so. I just love the fact that they 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 insisted on sticking with that brood entrance mm-hmm. for. Uh, for a show that doesn't have a stage. Yeah. So as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, uh, on on Monday, he's like, no, I'm just going to come back and do my normal stuff. <laughs> but yeah, he comes out, fucking beats the shit out of Judgment Day, and, and then they lose to the Mysterios. So... I'm not sure if, if you guys were watching SummerSlam live um, at this point, but after this match, they put a almost like a commercial, and it was a Kevin Owens career retrospective, mm-hmm. and it went like it was like a highlight, like hype package. Like we saw when he beat up John Cena, and he was the NXT champion. We saw him win. The IC title, the United States title, the Universal title, and it was almost like a reintroduction yeah. to Kevin Owens. I loved it. They did the same thing a little later with Charlotte. 
that one I don't really care about because it's Charlotte, of course. You know. Yeah, but you're <laughs> but you're trying to get them on the show without having them do some dumb backstage thing or something like that. Plus, yeah, <laughs> like Kevin apparently must be off for a little bit, or they're they're keeping him off so they can kind of redebut him as you know a more serious character. They did have <clears throat> on Raw like a superstar facts, and it was all Kevin Owens facts. So it's like they're they're clearly we know Triple H loves Kevin, uh, mm-hmm. so it it feels like yeah they're making sure that they bring him back and probably shed a lot of like because Elias is fucking gone too so it's like yeah we're we're done with that bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean we don't know we might see him here and there, but I I doubt he's gonna get a lot of TV time. He's Elias. Let's be the the next time I want to see that fucker is on a promotion for Dark, because then I won't have to watch Dark, which I never do anyways, uh, and he'll be out of the company that I watch regularly. Speaking of celebrities, Pat McAfee defeats Happy Corbin. Everybody except for Cody and Bruno get a point for this one. What did you think of um, Corbin getting into a Michael Cole? Kind of like how they used uh, Miz to... To make Champa a good, you know, yeah. to pe- get people to hate him, I feel like they used Cole to try to get people to like McAfee more. Not that that was an issue, but uh, like when Corbin shoved Cole, I think you were supposed to be like, oh, yeah. oh my god. <clears throat> well, who knows? Cole is in, in immaculate shape, so maybe eventually they have him face against Happy Corbin, which I don't want to see, by the way. Don't don't do that. <laughs> but um, but since you put it out into the universe, we'll totally blame you if it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Pat is is a very natural heel, but he is so good at what he does that you you can't help but enjoy him. So I I could see that being like a or just just kind of like a as much as Pat fucks with Cole, like he's still going to defend his honor kind of thing. So. And Cole. This was the first, okay. and it may be because it's Pat McAfee is a less uh, experienced uh, sports entertainer, but this is the first match when you really noticed that the humidity in Arizona was fucking with the ring. Yeah, yeah. And he had, he mentioned as much. He's like, yeah, there was some things that went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. So they took away they, they 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 took away Seven Nation Army. Yeah, they gave him kind of a sound alike. So, but uh, I'm I didn't going to it. assume that Vince planned that entrance. Um, I didn't enjoy that entrance. Oh, we're I, all all of a sudden, sixteen men dressed all in black are just chanting "bum ass Corbin" from fucking nowhere. Yeah. It it sounded like you you might as well have had um, Logan Paul come out just to a group chanting "tiny balls." Like the Miz, well, you know what I mean? It's the same well, gimmick. Like, Corbin, Corbin's entering as 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 normal, and all of a sudden just stops. He's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is that? What are you doing? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yep. Yeah, that was a swing and a miss. Yeah. Person. But a lot of people online loved it, and that's fine. I just didn't care for it. Well, and I and I understand not wanting to pay more royalties to Seven Nation Army. So. Sure. Especially for a, an event like SummerSlam, like you're, you're, they're going to have to dub it anyways because that is going to run out, and people tend to go back and watch those big shows. So, right. 
right. better to do it where you can just have the normal music and not have it be weird. That's true. The Usos defeat the Street Profits. Fetus, myself, Adam, Sal, Dico, Yate, and David all get a point for that. This has sort of been my issue, is the fact that we still don't have a tag division. We have the Usos and everybody else making them strong. And we don't have a main event scene either because it's a Roman and everyone else making him strong. So, and the worst mistake they made was combining the belts. Because it feels like Roman and the Usos are on the top level and everyone else is a step below. Well, at least Roman, there there might be some roadblocks coming up that could be interesting. No, they stopped doing that paper. In, yeah. in co- <laughs> but um, end of the, the line. <laughs> there's a good chance that now the Triple H is in charge, we will see more tag teams come in and maybe get get positioned against the Usos, and who knows, maybe beat them. But yeah, right now we've completely run out of tag teams and challengers. So much so that we had to go back to the Mysterios Monday night. And it was a match. It was a good TV match. But did anyone think Mysterious was going to end the Usos run? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> I guess we don't have much more to say about that. The match was good. Um the Usos won with the one D. I mean, yeah, there was there was nothing. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett added nothing to the match. Absolutely nothing. Hundred percent agree. And I don't. And I. Well, I mean, I know why he was there because it was fucking Nashville. But I don't know why he was there. There was there was nothing there except for to get yelled at by Montez Ford. There was a few people there that made an appearance at SummerSlam that I had no fucking idea why they were there. Uh, Kid Rock being one of them. Because I don't need to see his fucking right winged ass on my t- on my screen. Um, and then they decided to bring back Kane because yeah, I get it, they're in Tennessee, but after all the shit that Kane's been seeing online recently, people thought that was a good idea to have him announce the attendance. 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 <clears throat> Heavy air quotes on that. You know, in a in a in a world where you have Russell ticks on Twitter and you can see the exact number of tickets sold, stop doing that. Stop. <laughs> stop making up numbers. Seriously. So. Uh, and our next match because I don't want to talk about Kane anymore. Liv Morgan defeats Ronda Rousey. Everybody except for Cody, Dicko, Gods of Juggalo, Jackson, and Elisa get a point. Nothing? Well, <laughs> they, they needed to write Ronda off TV, and they did it. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about in Liv's first title defense, she taps out. Gotta keep her strong. Yeah, keep trying to stop. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I guess, but 
I don't think it did any favors for Liv, and now she doesn't even get her uh, comeuppance against Ronda because Ronda destroyed her arm and now is leaving. So, for God knows how long. That's okay. That's okay. Because Liv has plenty of time to get her ass kicked for the next three pay-per-views by Charlotte. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for her backing in. Not even backing into. She accidentally retained the right. Because the ref didn't see the tab. Yeah. It's it's not great. It's not as bad as it could be. I mean, she could have lost in her first defense. But that's true. And yeah, it's it's Rhonda. But she's she's going bye bye again to, you know, put those mummy milkers on ice for a little bit, so we'll see it <laughs> we'll see what happens when she comes back and if she immediately takes the title off of Liv or whoever is holding it at that point. Probably Charlotte. Yeah. Probably. But, well, they got her off. They got her suspended for assaulting a referee, so we don't have to fucking deal with her and her bullshit. Oh. Was that Sean Devari out there? Yes, he works. The agent? Yeah, he works for the company. Oh, okay. Because um, I knew it wasn't Arya Devari, but I was like, I think it's his brother, but he looks a little different than he did last time I seen him, uh, which would have been like 15 years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, Arya, while he's not killing White Walkers, uh, works for AEW. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's uh, he's another one that he's another one of those uh, uh, ethnic wrestlers that only work dark. So. And our main event, Roman Reigns. Def- We're not going to talk about Riddle? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, we had Riddle come out, and he's like, I'm not medically cleared, but fuck that. Um, I want to beat the shit out of Seth anyways. And, which of course leads... And fucking nails just starts running out from the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I, I'm just kind of heavily confused by this whole thing because then we share the same sentiment yeah. because if he's healthy enough to take a beating why didn't they have the match right I don't know if it was just a matter of the fact that they they didn't feel like they were gonna have enough time for it and and they didn't want to like cut it or like make it not as big but I don't know man uh, you still had the segment, so I feel like you could have had a match, but and it's like you're you're on Peacock, so you don't have a time limit, really, right? I mean, they're, the they're only... kind of they're, they're kind of leaning into this whole Seth's another shitbag thing because oh, he had the stinger and he's got the neck injury, and then Seth gave him another Seth penalty or two or whatever many it was. So they're they're, they're kind of leaning on that a little bit, but yeah, it was it. it I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes, but it was it was weird. It seems like they they are doing everything they can to draw it out because they don't know what they're going to do for these two afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of proof on Raw by Seth's promo, but eh. <laughs> I was excited for a Seth Riddle match going into this event, and then like out of nowhere, it was like. Oh, that match is canceled. Yep. But also, Riddle's here, and he's going to fight with Seth, just not in a match. Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right. 
Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar in a heavily overbooked but somehow great match. Everybody <laughs> except for Cody and Jackson got a point for this. And everybody except for Bruno, Cody, Yete, and Jackson get a point for saying that there will be no cash-in, even though there was an attempt. <laughs> this match was... Let's see. We've already fought 16 times. Mm-hmm. And there's been 800 last man standing matches. So what can we do <laughs> to make this interesting? Yeah. And Brock said, I got an idea. I'm a fucking cowboy. How about a tractor? Yep. <laughs> because, you know, the famous ring tractor yes. that's always at SummerSlam. Yeah, so... <laughs> first of all, I loved him dumping Roman out of the fucking bucket all the way to the other side <laughs> of the ring. That was fantastic. Uh, but then, yeah, obviously him lifting up one side of the fucking ring and then it just staying that way with yeah I just left it there like okay i guess okay sure which sucks for those people in the front row over there because then all they saw was just the underneath of a ring for the rest of the match but their screens are yeah uh and then i don't know if you saw after the match that brock climbed up into that corner which was yeah just set there. yeah which was fantastic as well obviously yeah um, the Usos got involved. Theory got involved. He came out there uh, and well, Theory tried to get tried involved. to get involved. He had an F five for it, but he he tried <laughs> to get involved. And apparently it, it uh, Theory's like I'm cashing in, and Brock was like the fuck yeah, right? He's like I've seen this story before. <laughs> <laughs> also, what was Theory gonna do? Was he gonna enter into a last man standing match and make it a triple threat last man standing match? Like, when Seth did it, it right. just was a regular pinfall situation. Yeah. I guess the... Uh, What's he going to do? Like, fuck it, count them both. I guess the idea there would be that him entering in would reset the match into, like... A one-on-one. Either a one-on-one or a three-way, and he would, you know, pin Roman right away and win? I don't know. I don't think that they thought much more than we got to kill like, this guy. I like the idea. The idea that popped into my head would be him coming out with his own referee... Kind of like mm. a 24-7 thing. And yes. Cashing yep. in. Roman in the middle of this last man standing match, just like pinning like Roman or Brock and then taking the belts and just running. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have been fine. Uh, um, so here's the thing about this match, right? This was by far the most entertaining they could have made this match in train wreck form. Like, I couldn't look away but at the same time it was because it felt like a, a demolition derby mm-hmm. but and oh, it was insane Troy's word overbooked is, is the perfect descriptor for this because there was so much shit really like, really that's not the finish okay yeah right. well when they picked up the ring and Roman goes tumbling down <laughs> did you see the, <laughs> did you see the fall guys at it yes it's so fucking funny no that is amazing <laughs> So, um, somebody, so somebody took the video of Brock lifting up the half of the ring with the tractor and and Roman tumbling out the other side and then just at the, and then just put the uh, uh, eliminated banners nice. and Fall Guys with the sound on it. Nice. <sighs> Fucking funny. So with one point, 
Cody Rhodes with four points Jackson with five points Bruno with six points Lisa Remo Gaza Juggalo and Yate with seven points Jason and Sal with eight points Dicko Loco myself and Fetus Rhodes and with nine out of nine David K and Adam Wow! Hey. I job. did it! You did it! We have a sound bite. Uh, sorry. Let me Boner. let me let me do that again. The... Your winner, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey Troy, how are you? <laughs> uh, didn't Smathers say in the Discord that he got a perfect score? Did he not actually do the poll? He did, he didn't, <laughs> unless he's going by a different name. Anyway, how about that? How about that? Um, I will Um, say this. For everybody who used to say that Brock (laughs) doesn't want to do this, doesn't want to work, doesn't want to do anything, but, dude, he fucking put in the work. Like, this was the most I think I've ever seen Brock Lesnar do. He jumped off a fucking tractor to start the match. Yep. Thank God he didn't do a shooting star press off of it. I I also laughed out loud. When Mike Rome starts doing the introductions, and Brock yeah! picks picks, no, picks up a microphone that was in the bucket of the tractor, <laughs> like, oh, that's convenient. Did you see fucking Roman catch that shit? <laughs> yes, like a boss. He was just like, nice. What? Um, and they did exactly what you knew that they were gonna do. They threw every single thing and every single person at Brock, and then they buried him under a bunch of shit, like he was Braun Strowman. Right. Which I don't like for a last man standing, but I've gotten so accustomed hey, hey, to that. Hey, at least it wasn't duct tape. At least it wasn't duct tape, right. Oh, but there was a huge worry that he was going to pick... I had that he was going to pick him up in the um, in the tractor, mm-hmm. and they were going to be like, oh, Roman's feet are on the ground, this counts, and they were going to start counting. Right. My thought was he was going to put him underneath... He's going to lay him out in the ring and then somehow put the bucket of the tractor on top of him so he couldn't get up. You mean like when uh, The Rock and, was it uh, Mankind did that? Yes, the, yes, the, the empty arena. Happened yes, with the forklift and the, and the, and then, the pallet. And hopefully, hopefully we don't get, we didn't get, we wouldn't get bucket cam. But. Yeah, inexplicably there's a fucking camera on the end of it and you're just like, okay, that was something. I love Mick Foley's retelling of that in, in whichever whichever one of his biographies that was, where he's like, I didn't know they were doing that. I'd left for the day, yeah. and they filmed that part. <laughs> Those are great books. Hey, so, in a typical three-hour Raw, you get about 145 minutes of actual time that they're not in commercial okay so two weeks ago on raw which was firmly in the vince mcmahon era era same thing both are are correct of those 145 146 minutes 46 of those minutes were actual wrestling which means about 100 minutes was bullshit filler (laughs) so last night on Raw 78 minutes of wrestling all most 
double Avon Sigman Ra. Saw something today. I can't remember if it was in the host thread or if I saw it on Facebook, talking about things Triple H was planning to phase out that he didn't really like from from what Vince was doing. One of them being the twenty four seven titles. Like fuck yes, thank you. Um. Okay. So the thing is, Raw specifically, you'll get long matches on Raw though. We had Finn and Mysterio go for like over twenty minutes a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's not. Um, it, it's not as if there was never a time that Vince didn't have like a two-hour gauntlet match or like that. It's just right, yeah, right. It's just that the norm. But typically, was that, yeah, yeah, typically there's a lot of bullshit that goes on mm-hmm. in between the matches. Yeah. Um. So it was nice not to see that. I think a lot of people overhyped themselves going into this RAW, where they were like, "Bray's gonna come back, and Sasha's gonna yeah. be there, and." fucking Steph and Hunter are going to have a live sex celebration and like I, you know it, it felt like a solid Rob but as I watched it I was like I'm just Rob <laughs> well it didn't feel like yeah well that, that's a the yeah that's the thing you had the the dipshit dirty writers being like oh this is a statement episode and like oh which nobody ever said the only thing that people right. said was that was it, it came from the belief that, oh, because it's Triple H's first like Raw after the pay-per-view, it's going to have to be a statement, which turned into, like, this is a Triple H statement episode. Like, that was never said, and nothing like that. What was always... But, yeah. on, that, on that assumption, you posted in the thread today, how many fucking viewers did it get? 2.2 million. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, a lot more people tuned into it. About 500,000 people more than what a normal episode of Raw gets. And what they tuned into was, while not a perfect show, a, a huge leap in the right direction for Raw. Yeah. Like, there was there was still some issues. There was. Um, but when you, when you look at it and you go... The the thing that people talk about is that, you know, the wrestling isn't as good on, on WB as it is in other places. Well, there really wasn't a bad match on this show. Like, yes, the uh, EO uh, match was maybe not as good as it could have been, but it was still a good match. Um, you had two triple threat matches that were phenomenal, pun intended. And you had uh, you you had like the even even the DQ match, the Oscar Alexa match, it, like that. Yes, that served a purpose, but it was like ugh, fucking DQ. But yeah, it, like I said, there was there was still a couple of things that you, you know that need to be worked on. But when you look at you know the people that were used and the people that weren't used you sort of get the picture of like this is probably what we're going to see and um yeah man the i had it here somewhere the the list of people that weren't used for this raw oh yes uh Kira Tazawa, Cedric Alexander, Ezekiel, Kevin Owens, Omos, MVP, Dana Brooke, R Truth, Sheldon Benjamin, T-Bar, Veer, Carmella, Nikki, Dewdrop, all those people and theory were not used on this raw, and instead what we got was like the new faction used quite a bit throughout. Bianca was uh, you know used quite a bit different segments, things like that. You you look at that list of people, you're like, okay, 
Shelton and Cedric, like, yeah, you wish that they would be used more. Kevin Owens, they clearly have plans for later on, on, on the line. T-Bar, we wish would get a fucking rebrand and, and come back. Mm-hmm. The rest of those people, though, you're like, eh, I could, uh, I'm fine with not seeing them. Like, Theory, I, I like Theory, and he is a very talented guy, but, and, and he is apparently going to be on SmackDown. So... Like they 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 are still planning on using him, but for whatever reason, I don't know why he's over there that week. But maybe they're moving him over there, or just because he's gonna tease that he's gonna cash out on Roman, I guess. But yeah, so he's not gone. Like he, they're still doing something with him. Yeah. Um. So I guess let, so let's get into it. Yeah. Go ahead. A couple of those people that weren't used. That's not surprising. People like Dzala and Cedric. Mm-hmm. You know. Sorry, yeah, like, like I said, they can they can ditch the entire twenty four seven parade. Right. The, yeah, and hopefully the they do. But also, I think some of these guys are going to see worked in different ways. Omas, I feel like they've invested too much into just drop. They're not going to completely not have him. They just who knows what direction he goes in going forward or how much TV time he takes up. Um. Obviously, the focus was to get this uh, this new faction by Bailey a lot of time and, and, and a lot of impact and I thought they did that really well and then they made it a point though to give us two pretty good triple threat matches um, for a uni- first shot at the United States Championship two two, tri- two triple threat matches and then a match between the winners of those matches mm. and a video package about the United States Championship. Yeah, it took it took. I love that. It took one show, and they gave so much more meaning behind that title again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a title that you know Dean Ambrose carried around for a year without really defending. A title that hasn't mm-hmm. meant a whole lot, and you even had you had Lashley being like, "I'm going to return this title to the prestige that it deserves," and things like you know, like, yeah. It, I'm curious if they're going to do the same with the IC belt, um, or if the- probably not because someone else is on that show, the Tribal Chief, and that's always the focus. Well, yeah, and then that's fine. Well, yeah, but with with Gunther as the champion, he he has been trying, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely the U.S. title has not fucking meant shit for a, quite a while. So I I enjoyed the fact that they're like, hey. Here's fucking Bret Hart. Remember how much he, he cared about this title? And here's Booker T. And, you know, on John Cena, obviously, Dusty, was big. Yeah. Like, uh, Flair, mm-hmm. all the legends that held it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Here's Booker T on commentary on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the way Styles won his triple threat was absolutely. Oh, my incredible. God. I, I love how Triple H decided hey, I just want to remind you guys who AJ Styles yeah, is. Right. <laughs> While also being like, hey, I just never want to remind you who Mustafa, who Mustafa Ali is. Yeah, that too. It was as as I'm watching, you know, you know how you typically watch wrestling. You you just kind of you just kind of watch it. Then every once in a while, you get something where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> and you like kind of <laughs> kind of lower the phone in your hand and like take notice, like, holy fuck, what was that? That was that moment, rewind, yeah. Rewind the DVR. Yeah, that was that moment, and yeah. it was played so well, and just like what if you watch it more, like obviously you can see the Miz obviously push him up over and things like that, but it was at in that split second of like 
he just hit that movie, you're like, oh, I guess Mustafa's gonna win, and you're just like, oh, shit, no, he's not. <laughs> it was good, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I'm excited that even if Champa doesn't win the U.S. title next week, which most likely he won't, um, he's still been elevated to that level. That's incredible. Yeah. And he might, know. he might win, you never know, but... Either way, he's going to be in the main AJ event. AJ won the Bobby first Lashley. match. The champ was going to win the second match. <laughs> Based on well, yeah, because other than Chad Gable, out. I didn't really think anybody else. You know. Speaking of Chad Gable, I would wear the shoes shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, oh, man. That so. Speaking of of shoes, <laughs> I I typically I'm not somebody shoes please. I'm not somebody who watches commercials. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I'm forced to, when I'm like watching Raw Live or whatever like that, which I was uh, last night, I typically don't watch Raw Live. I, <laughs> when suddenly Chad Gable and Otis are in a Snickers commercial, <laughs> and like doing their whole like shit and stuff like that, I was like, when did this fucking start? <laughs> Seriously. Um, and then you had back to yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they nail those, mm-hmm. and sometimes we get Enzo fucking fried chicken. True. Yeah. Sometimes you have Dolph Ziggler dressing up as a colonel. And sometimes you get Gant Sheffy with it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, then you also you also had that Nobody Bad Bunny in back-to-back commercials. Because he had a fucking Cheetos commercial other than that Bullet Train movie. Yeah. That Bullet Train ad was fucking weird. Anyway, so, yeah... Uh, that's a movie where you're like, I'm just gonna get high and I'm gonna watch it because because <laughs> because it looks like it's very fucking crazy. Like, yeah, that's that that's what that movie is. That that's a movie that you you're like, ah, it's clearly not gonna take itself too seriously. Um, which is fine because the people here are like, all right, Brad Pitt, Bad Bunny for whatever reason, fucking uh, Hiroshi, uh, Han Sai. Like, yeah, there's that, that looks like it'll be fun. It'll be dumb as, as dicks, but it'll be fun. <laughs> is it a remake of the 1975 movie, or is it a completely separate? Is there another movie Probably named Bullet Train? Based on the same premise. Yeah, from 1975. Probably. That's why, that's why I just said that. Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, there's... there's. Oh, it's got Sandra Bullock in it. Ugh. I hate Sandra Bullock. If only it had, uh, if only it had Jane Tatum, you could relive that other movie. Oh, yeah, I know, right? That'd be fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for that now, because I know that Sandra Bullock's in the fucking movie. <sighs> I can't stand her. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you know, there, there are some very interesting uh, character names in this movie. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I caught a little bit of that, because... When I saw Bad Bunny, I was like, "I'm like, that's Bad Bunny, right? That's I'm I'm not being racist." Brad, Brad Pitt plays Ladybug. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry plays Lemon, mm-hmm. which goes along with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays Tangerine. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon plays White Death. Nice. What about uh, Mr. White? Zazie Beetz is the Hornet. <laughs> and then we've got, and then we've got uh, Sandra Bullock. Maria. Sandra Bullock replaced Lady Gaga in this movie. Yeah. Bullet Train is based on a Japanese novel. Thank you. Maria Beetle, which was first published in 2010. So it is not a remake. <laughs> so it's not a remake. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
The credit in Bullet Train is a Japanese the, is a Japanese movie from 1975. The IMDb synopsis says, Criminals plan to bomb on a high-speed train. It will explode when the train slows down unless the ransom is paid. So it's Speed Train, yep. 1975. Exactly. The credit name for Bad Bunny's character, Benito Antonio Martinez Oscario Ocasio, is in his real name. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, man. By the way, uh, Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock were both in that fucking terrible movie I watched, so... <laughs> yes, like, as you said, all we're missing is Channing Tatum. <clears throat> Maybe we can get a fucking after credit scene. Cameo. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> we get sidetracked on the show. You know, it happens. I mean, no, only More only one of us is, di- is diagnosed with ADHD, but there's a good chance that we all have it. <laughs> Amen. I take math. <laughs> I'm, I do. I'm just not prescribed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the worst things uh, growing up and having the Dare program, which I don't even know if they have that anymore. Uh, was was the promise that I would be offered drugs on like a consistent basis growing up, and that just hasn't happened. <laughs> True. 100%. All those videos you used to watch, you'd like you'd be like walking down and be like, "Hey kid, you want some shrooms?" Like that has never happened to me. Like I would be like, "Fuck yeah, man!" <laughs> never. Not not to say that I haven't had some friends that are just like, "Hey, you want you uh, you want to smoke up or whatever that." For sure, I have. Just never been offered, like, you want a bump of Coke? <laughs> there was never... It's like, it's like all those things about people are hiding drugs in Halloween candy. It's like, no, they're not. Do you know how fucking expensive drugs are? That was the, that was the <laughs> thing to give their drugs to children. I literally had that conversation with my mom a couple of years ago where it was like, she she mentioned something. I was like, I was like mother, do you, you used to do pot. Like, do you not understand how that nobody is giving away their drugs for free? That's just not something that happens. Yeah. Seriously. So. Um, Astro, uh, Astro mentions that they tried weed at, at 13 and she was at 15. Here's the difference. You are a female. Nobody is offering us men drugs because there's, they're not, there's not as many creeps out there who are, are looking to maybe get you a little stone to do stuff to you. So <laughs> okay, here's the thing. God, I I remember I remember yes. the first time I tried weed. I was a young thirty nine. <laughs> I was gonna say that was like last year. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing: is the Dare program and all the and all the Just Say No commercials? Mm-hmm. They made you think that these like fifty year old guys were hiding behind corners in trench coats, being like. Hey kid, want some crank? <laughs> what? Like that? That didn't happen. Like, I'm. If, yeah. if you went to a party in high school, yeah, you might see people doing some stuff, and they might be like, "Hey, you want a line of coke?" Yeah. But uh, that's it. The rest you're paying for. And so, and again, like, I'm I'm sure it happens where there are are CD places where there are dudes who have drugs and are like coming up to you. But it's but it's not nobody listens hey, to CDs. That's true. But it's not a case of them coming and being like, "Hey, you want to try some weed?" It's, "Hey, you want to buy some weed?" <laughs> <laughs> like that's the difference. It's like, no, no, they always made it seem like you were going to be off. Like, like the whole say no to drugs thing. It's like, 
Okay, but again, it's it should be don't buy drugs. It should be <laughs> the, the, the campaign slogan, not say no to it, because it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to say yes to it, but I barely ever get the opportunity to, so... <laughs> I definitely did dare in like I think it was fifth grade. So dare. I mean, we were forced. But I also to eat. remember yeah. the video from. It, it, I don't think it was part of the dare program. I think it was part of it was earlier. It was like a, a, a safety video, of stranger danger, and just the only thing I remember is the blue van man who was gonna fucking abduct me. It was a white and it's van like, for us. <laughs> and it's like it's not even it's not even a good lesson. It's just it's just giving you trauma. So every time you see a blue van, you're like, oh shit. For no reason other than to give kids trauma. That's true. Um, oh, I love this. Uh, so uh, this is obviously the rabbit hole we're going to go down. Uh, the Drug Abuse Resistance Education, or DARE. Yep. Uh, apparently it is not a thing anymore. Nope. Aww. You know why? Because it was a waste of fucking time. So it, it literally says here, studies on effectiveness. There's a ton of them, and every one of them are just like, it didn't work. Yeah. You think? Okay, you want to know what the biggest evidence that it didn't work was? After the DARE program was the opioid. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, literally no one listened. <laughs> no, they, they listened, they were like, shit, that's what it does? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah waste, waste of resources and money. Should have fed the hungry. Should have went with that. Okay? Instead of fucking dare. Yeah. I love that it's uh, <laughs> it's this douchebag Daryl Gates that came up with it. And then like yeah. so you, you click on his fucking Wikipedia. Is that, is that, is that Dimebag Daryl's cousin? No. <laughs> douchebag Daryl? Then you you click on, <laughs> on his his uh, Wikipedia and immediately there's a a very racist statement that he had made <laughs> publicly. It's like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> he's dead, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, anything else to talk about in this week in wrestling? Uh, well, mm. Not not right this second, but before we jump off of the dare problem, um, just did did people just give up? Like the whole world, like we used to have all these things about like feed like poor starving children. Um, celebrities used to get together and make songs about it, <laughs> and then um, obviously the dare program. All of these things. And nobody cares anymore. Everybody's just like, Meh. oh, global warming? That was a huge thing in the 90s. We used to have a fucking cartoon that was trying to tell you to save the planet. And we all didn't. It's not It's not that uh, that people don't care anymore. They're Captain Planet. It's the fact that that shit's out there, but the populace as a whole is stupid. So they tend to just ignore that shit. Like, you talk about, like, celebrities singing songs over that. Literally during the pandemic, that fucking Gal Gadot made a song where they're like, we're all in this together. Like, it's like, no, we're not. Like, <laughs> most of us are stuck at home or still having to go to, your, go, to their, go to our jobs. You're stuck in your mansion 
still having your servants come in and take fucking COVID tests, stuff like that, and still getting waited on hand and foot. We're not the same, bitch. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's fucking true. And the rest of them are like, fuck you, commie. Right? Yeah, so that that's the issue, is that at this point, we've, we've become this country where if you turn around and say, like, oh, hey, global warming is a bad thing, you have the idiots who are going, like, no, no, see, it's uh, it's 70 degrees outside, it's a beautiful day, there's no global warming. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's a 5G tracking me at all times, too, so, uh, you know, even though I have a cell phone with a computer chip in here, I don't want to get a microchip because they're going to put a computer chip in my body. You're already carrying it, asshole. It's in your fucking pocket as a cell phone that they can listen to you they're not going to spend the money to create little nanobots to put into your body they don't care about you anyway before before Sal hopped on the Skype call I was talking to Troy about a, a streamer I was watching before before Skype before I joined the Skype call um uh Ari Centauri who's who has a fantastic follow of notification but one of the one of the channel point redemptions that uh that they have on their channel is um <laughs> it's it's a techno remix of the Alex Jones rant about the acid rain turning the fucking drums. Oh game. yes, I've heard that. And so that's really all you need to know. Yeah. You need to know there are people who believe that shit. Here's the here's the best part about that. He didn't believe that shit. Yeah. He just made money off off of idiots. He just came up with bullshits and used dumb voice and so people fucking So what you're saying what you're saying to tie this back around what you're saying is he's the Dave Meltzer of conspiracy. Yes, he definitely is. Perfect. Put a nice bow on that. <laughs> Just fucking spit it and throw it in. All right, so <laughs> good. Should we yell surprise first? Yes. So it, it definitely has me excited for SmackDown. Um, this whole this yeah. whole thing, and we'll we'll see. For sure. This was the this was the first time in a long time that I was actively looking forward to watching Raw. Yes, I agree with that. So since since you uh, you didn't have time to uh, to make a game, which I understand, I do want to take a look. So so Muddy at Raw that we're talking about got an eight point one four on Cage Match. Uh, okay. Good amount of tens, good amount of nines, good amount of eights. The Two weeks ago, it had a had half that score. But I will say that there are. I don't know that it's it's a uh, AW stands who are doing it, but there's obviously some dissenting views on it. And here's a, th- a three star rating. Really dislike this. It felt like it lost its soul. It was all heedless smark bait work rate matches all night. All of the levity and fun of a WWE show was missing. There was no comedy. Everything took itself deadly seriously. I just wanted something to break up the streak of match, 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 match. Crowd was dead for probably this reason as well. I don't didn't even mind the matches so much, but if I wanted to watch 2020 NXT, I would have watched it, and it wouldn't have been forced to rebrand. That's an actual comment that somebody whose username Pac-Man Jones posted on Cage Match. Uh, I'm calling them bullshit. I think the crowd <laughs> was dead because it was fucking Houston. As I recall, the last time they were Houston, the crowd fucking sucked too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I as as you know, I like to uh, I like to take a look anytime I see something that is uh, a, a little strange, like that. On um, huh, that's interesting. Why would that guy give a? Uh, Are you looking at Pac-Man's other ratings? Yeah, so I'm looking at his other ratings, and he's he's weird. So he's got like a uh, he had a, a 3.0 for that episode but he had a nine for the SummerSlam episode which was essentially the so, same thing <laughs> so no so basically he did what a lot of other people did too he probably hyped himself up in his yeah. mind that it was going to be this big explosion of the returns and all this other stuff yeah there he was going to cash in the whole nine you can't do that because then you're going to disappoint yourself. Yeah. You 1.0, where up, the fuck was Naomi? Yeah. Seriously. The, the dude's got to... If you, if you expect something, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And uh, the dude's got a ton of, like, really high rankings for other WWE products. So he's not, like, a, he's not one of those guys. But some of these other ones... <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, it's just... It's, it's sad, some of these ones. When you when you have somebody whose like average rating is five, stop watching wrestling. <laughs> stop letting <laughs> stop letting them review shows as well. By the way, <laughs> so here you've got here you've got somebody who's like this is this is a five and has a fucking paragraph about why the show is terrible. And here's a here's another paragraph on Friday Night SmackDown from two weeks ago, getting a one star rating, stuff like that. And then here's AW events and it's 8.0, 9.0. It's like ah, got it, got it. I understand now. You're just one of those people who are like, those people can't like their these shows. I need to give them our rating and bring down the average. It's just pathetic. I'm sure Brand Thurston is looking at it and jerking himself off though. So there's that. Smart dude. But he literally put out there today on his Twitter, bitching about the fact that like Vince killed the territories. It's like, dude, you weren't even alive when Vince killed the territories. <laughs> You're sitting there and, and like trying to throw out stats like the territories were giving like a thousand people shows over that, and WWE came around. It's like, you can't use that argument when WCW was also a thing for a decade, and now AEW is also a thing. Like, it's like, it's just fucking dumb. Like. No, Vince, Vince made it so that there, we actually do have wrestling to watch on TV nowadays. Otherwise, it would still probably be just a thing that, that happens like around town. Hmm? Where the fuck is MJF? I thought you were going to say Naomi. You have to Slow assume that it's, not, that it's not a storyline, right? Because it's been... What three months now that he's been oh, gone? Man. And this is the guy. Who, this is the guy who doesn't hold anyone hostage. But then turned around and when people asked him, like, "Are you worried about your talent going back to WWE?" and he said, "I got guys under contract for five years, and by the way, I also freeze people's contracts when they get hurt." It's like, oh, so you you became the Do thing exactly you what yeah does. you became the thing you swore you to destroy. <laughs> like that's the thing is. He does. It's, it's exactly the same thing. This 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 whole. It's it's like a fucking politician to get in office. Like you made all these promises, 
And here you are, like, we're going to have a union. Nope, that didn't happen. We're going to pay people more. Oh, you paid CM Punk $8 million, and you paid Britt Baker 500000 Got it. You know, like, yep, so you're exact same fucking scumbag that you, like, insulted every week. And and I am I won't watch it, but I am interested to read the comments on on AEW tomorrow night and see if they try to take some shots at Triple H or or what they try to do because they're in a position here where WWE Raw is the most talked about thing this week, and you have to try to combat that. You have to do something on your show because right now, like people are are now going to look at at dynamite tomorrow and be like oh triple h did your show better than you did mm-hmm. so yeah but we'll see we'll see we'll see what uh what tony does he was he was already going off on fucking things and talking about how i always love the fact that he tries to put himself on the same level as wwe and talking about like well there's a different guy across the hall from me it's like you're not across the hall man like you're you're on like the fucking basement level while triple h is on the penthouse suite like that's that's how far apart you are like you're not you're not booking a sh- trying to claim like oh our show's watched in like 130 countries and stuff like it's like yeah by like five people <laughs> no they just sent aubrey to different countries and or she just uses a fake name it's like hey i'm in brazil now and and all you have to all you have to do to see how like buttered AW fans are is when they had they had a still shot of Becky and Bianca shaking hands and the referee is like making bulge eyes sort of like that. Nobody saw that when they were watching the match. But they have that one still image that people that, that is floating around on being like, If if Aubrey did this she'd be fucking chastised over there. It's like yeah, there's a difference because that was a still shot taken and nobody knew what happened when they took that shot that the ref you know did a little like oh holy shit whereas Aubrey's over there fucking gyrating and fucking doing flash dance numbers in the middle of a match and injecting herself into everything it's like there's a huge difference between one still shot and a plethora of fucking videos of that dumb bitch like dry humping the mat in the middle of a match She's mm-hmm. yep. atrocious, but you know what? <clears throat> it's it's all Tony's fault because he not only allows it, but he encourages it. It's so, yeah, it, it it is the it's the shindy mentality that that bitch has. You know, you go mm. you go to a shitty indie show in front of like thirty people or like that, and you see shit like that. You see the fucking refs doing dumb shit, and they they brought that over to AEW. We've seen it before where they've done those dumb comedy spots or you know like you know grabbing each other's dicks and fucking flipping each other with their own dicks and stuff like that like we've seen that bullshit happen in AEW and that's why they continue to have less ratings than they did a year before even though they're apparently the fastest growing company around anyway I think that we have run out of uh, out of gas here so with that I think it's time for Adam to send us home. I guess we're
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the salser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.